1.2 million profit. One month? Mm -hmm. Hey man, I'm gay. You hate fat people, you're misogynistic. That's what sparked the H3 drama, right? I just got through a breakup. How do you know that your girlfriend isn't with you because you're rich and famous? And I'm gonna solve racism. The biggest month I ever had with the AdSense was... Sebastian Giorgio is a young, self-made, multi-millionaire YouTuber with a thriving business. And in this episode of Nonchalant, he reveals the ins and outs of his financial schemes, his relationships, controversies, and much, much more. And I would see your videos, I'd be like, man, if I ever come up with e-commerce, if I ever make it on YouTube, I want to kick it with this guy. He seems like a chill dude. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> so it's like a full circle moment for me. Good for you. Good for you. That's sick. Thank you for the early support. We really needed it back then. The early e-com days, it was the the bali entrepreneur era yep everyone was working from from their laptops out in bali that was the lifestyle the was jet set the jet set era the jet set the jet set hayden bowles yeah. thaddeus yep uh, that's what we came up on that's who i was watching yeah, that was too. that was kind of the squad huh me too yeah thaddeus thaddeus do you remember rory gannon no do you remember the real zaki that sounds familiar <laughs> the real zaki rory gannon and thaddeus and dan da silva of course i mean dan da silva dan da silva was in the hall of fame he was like the first first one do you so. miss that i mean the old days the the good old days compared to what we have going on now no not at all i mean it's it's nice to look back and like kind of feel the nostalgia and look back and be like those were cool but i know that days like those are coming and they're like i'm living through days like those again right now and in the future i'm going to have more days like that and like even today in the future i'm going to look back to like today when we did stuff like this and we'll be like oh those were the days because you always look back and you're like oh those are the days if you're doing cool stuff in life so I feel like it's changed a lot though. Before it was a lot more laid back. Now it's like you got to have 20 different thumbnails, all of that. Back in the day, you just yap for like 10 minutes, put up a very low up. effort, <laughs> yeah. very, very low effort. Yeah. Actually, it's funny that you say that because do you know that video I posted that is uh, how I became successful in 34 days? I was like 19 or 20 and I had acne and I was filming like there was no lights. I was in an apartment like I think Family Guy was playing on the background. That video has like 2 million views and it was like a 12 minute video and I filmed it. I didn't plan that video at all. I didn't write any notes for that video. I just turned on the camera and I started filming it and I posted it and it did so well. Like it got 2 million views and people would be like, oh, I found you off this one video. And that video in, in terms of ad revenue made a ridiculous amount of ad revenue. And I was like, I literally put in zero effort, zero effort into that video. You can't do that now. If you post videos like that now, like everyone would be like, what are you doing? You really can. Yeah, you right. got to like even. But how do you get in as a beginner then? Because it almost seems like you have to get in with like all the nice camera gear, all the nice. Like, is there room anymore? I think authenticity is, is how you break into it. Because even now, I feel like that is where YouTube is going. Like in the entrepreneur space is people want to see things that are like real. Um, they don't want to feel like marketed to or like sold to. They just want to see real. And I think that if you're a beginner, like if we're saying if you're a beginner trying to start YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think if you're a beginner, like if say you're doing e-com, just be very real and open about it. And I think that you'll grow. What about with dropshipping? Similar thing. I mean, people, people ask the question, was it easier to do that back then? So that's, I mean, that's like a debate we can have because it was, there are certain parts about it that were easier back then, but there are certain things now that make it easier than it was back then. So like we didn't have TikTok back then. Like you couldn't just post a video and it go viral and you get a bunch of free marketing and free testing to your product. Um, you couldn't do that back then. Like you just have, you had to run Facebook ads or do influencers. And now of course you can't really like, I mean, you could still do influencers and brands still do that of course, but it's not like the same as it was um, now than it was back then. But now TikTok shop came out and TikTok shop is like a whole nother way of doing e-commerce that is brand new and unexplored and and because it's new TikTok is is favoring those TikTok shop videos and pushing more people to it bro i kind of hate TikTok shop like it's ruined <laughs> TikTok a little bit like i'll be well from a consumer side of things For, like okay, i'll be scrolling and it's like it looks like the late night tv shows where they're trying to sell mm -hmm. what are those like they're trying to sell knives and all that. Yeah. It just feels like it turned into that. Mm -hmm. It's like a AliExpress, like all these crazy pop-ups everywhere. Oh, pop, pop. I'm gonna stop you right there. Dropshipping is a great way to make money online. It's how I made my first bag and I still do e-commerce now, five years later. But the big issue with it in the past was long shipping times and sussy suppliers. But that's where AutoDS comes in, the sponsor of today's episode. They're one of the largest and most respected services for fulfilling your e-commerce orders. You can connect them to your store in just a few clicks and your worries about products not getting 
being delivered to your customers can disappear. They'll handle the back end of your store as far as actually getting your products to your customers so that you can focus on growing the business. Don't make the mistake that I've made of always trying to do everything yourself. You need to automate and delegate so that you can focus on higher leverage tasks. And if you haven't started dropshipping, AutoDS can provide an AI pre-built e-com store in the niche of your choosing automatically in just a few clicks for you. From there, you can use their product research tools to find a winning product, then hop on their TikTok ad spy tool to find winning advertisements that people are using for the products that you find. You can even use it to find competitors' websites. Feel free to check out AutoDS with the link in the description. And now back to the episode. Is there a lot of TikTok shop? I don't go on TikTok, so I don't know. But Vlad's a big consumer. <laughs> he, he loves a, a nice scroll. I love a good. I love to chill on my phone every once in a while. When you go on TikTok, how long on average would you say that you get stuck scrolling? It depends on the time of day. <laughs> so <laughs> more, more than one time of day. <laughs> if it's midnight, bro, I'm up till two a.m. <laughs> oh no! Do you, you never just you never just scroll? Oh yeah, Instagram Reels, bro. Instagram, yeah, uh, Instagram Reels. You're getting the outdated. No, no, <laughs> I go on Instagram Reels because the comments on Instagram Reels are so so rude. They're so <laughs> they're a little out crazy. of pocket and, they're a and little not right. Crazy. Yeah, like it seems like they went in a completely different direction with the filtering. Like I, I can't say the things that I see in those comments, bro. I've, I've never read the N word more in my life than in Instagram, Instagram Reels comments. What type of content do you see, bro? It could be anything. It could be like a little Asian boy like drawing a painting, and the comments are just filled with, you know what I'm talking about. Everyone watching that has seen the comment section knows what I'm talking about. It's such an interesting trend. What were you gonna say? I was going to say, even like the education side of things has evolved. Like I sell a, like a one-time payment type of e-commerce program. I know you got some crazy setup going with like the free course. Can you get into that? Like, how does that work? How do you make money off that? Yeah. Uh, so it's just a free course and we just have a few affiliate links in there and we encourage people to use the affiliate links and we, we don't make like the course like purposely worse. Um, we really like try to do pretty well for beginners. Is it really worth it for you though, to make it free and make money off the affiliates rather than just the upfront? Yeah. Definitely. Can you spill some beans? Spill um, some beans, bro. Revenues, give us some revenue numbers. So <laughs> the, okay, f with the free course, actually I don't know, but the biggest month I had was when I did the um, challenge last year, the Shopify mm. Olympics. Mm -hmm. Same thing we're running now, Econ Odyssey, but it was way more basic. And that one was uh, like 1.2 million profit. One month? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're doing like 70K a day for like two weeks. And then on October 29th, we did 150K in a day. How'd that feel? Great. <laughs> it felt great. I, um, this, what sucks is that they, Shopify changed their affiliate program. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it cut off and it went from like a two week payout, like if they were subscribed for two weeks, and then it went to a three month. Um, so if we, if they hadn't have done that, because they did that like, three weeks into our challenge mm -hmm. or like yeah like three weeks into our challenge if they hadn't have done that i think we would have made like two and a half million dollars and like see but bro months. that's what i'm scared of like relying on these affiliate deals almost seems a little finicky because they can kind of control oh yeah the for course. sure i mean bro there's pros we're doing affiliate marketing so there's like i mean businesses have pros and cons right, right. so like this affiliate marketing yeah they can change up on me and they have and it's like kind of it hasn't screwed me over, but mm -hmm. it's like messed with the income. Now, I remember the Shopify change. I heard about it. Yeah. It, it did screw you over. Like, it's a huge cut, right? Like, it's, well, it's like a three-month thing. I mean, it's not like we're not going to make any more money from them. Like, mm -hmm. we're still going to make money from them, but just not like as crazy amount of money. Right. So, it's still like profitable, but it's just not as crazy as it used to be. I mean, Shopify used to pay like 150 bucks for free trials. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, when Dan da Silva was doing it. <laughs> like Dan da Silva, like did he dropped something and like barely anyone heard about it. And then he like bought a Richard Milley, like right after. And everyone was like, what the heck? Like, uh -huh. cause Shopify was paying, bro. If I got, if I got $150 for every free trial I sent to Shopify, that's I would have made like $50 million. <laughs> it's insane, bro. <laughs> like from affiliate marketing. And you're doing this, you said with Seb. Yeah, Sebastian Seb. Who's that? How'd you guys meet? He's your business partner? Well, yeah, we're just in this, in this regard. Yeah. Okay. Um, you don't, you don't know Seb? Have you ever seen his videos? I've seen his videos, but yeah. like, how'd you guys meet? How'd you decide to trust him? Um, so I watched Seb back in the day and we stayed in contact. We met up at my house like years ago at the townhouse in Scottsdale and we partied a little bit and clicked and had a good time. And then we went out to Los Angeles for an event. And again, we had a great time out there. We partied a little bit and we just clicked like it was Seb and Seb, you know, it was mm -hmm. just cool. Uh, we had good chemistry. So when I uh, was working with this deal, 
Sebastian was actively dropshipping with TikTok and he was doing like 300K a month. And I was like, okay, so you're currently doing it. You know, like, I know how fast dropshipping can change. Like, you know, all the things. Um, so that's why I reached out to him. I'm like, hey, come do like a video with me. Let's talk about it. Cause I haven't talked about dropshipping or whatever. And then that's pretty much how it started. Do you have any advice for that? Like, is it a good idea to work with your boys? Cause we're starting this up. Like, are we going to be beefing in three <laughs> months? Have you ever, have you ever done a business with your friends? No, I've always done it solo. Okay. So I'm like you and I like being solo even, and I'm saying that right now, taking into considering, considering what you just asked me, mm -hmm. I like to be solo and working with Seb has been great. And it's, it's, you know, it's fantastic. And we have another business we're going to start. We're launching, we have the software. I don't know if you know about it, but we have a dropshipping store builder software that we're going to launch together. But even now I still prefer to work solo and I'm going to continue to like work solo more because I just like it. I, um, I don't know. I feel, I find it hard to work with friends. I find it like <laughs> kind of difficult, but then again, it's different because you guys, so it's like you guys are doing something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know what your goal with the podcast is. Um, I don't know how you guys are going to monetize it, you know, so steak, <laughs> you said what steak deal state steak, oh, steak. <laughs> you indulge oh. in gambling or no, no, I mean, I play poker, but that's about it. You don't um, promote it to your audience. No, I don't do that. I've never gotten offered any. Deals. What's your number? <laughs> are you the owner of steak? <laughs> Cut I'll that do it out. for Cut that out. <laughs> as far as you wanting to be solo. I'm the same way, but I feel like that's that's limited me. That's what's like been causing my burnout. And lately I've been really trying to get out of that and like really try to hire people, hire a team and delegate because you can't really go all that far solo. Do you have like a team, employees? Yeah, I mean, I have like people that help me with everything. There's no way I could do everything by myself. But being like, a little more specific, like do you have people doing stuff for YouTube? Do you have yeah. people working for you? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, thumbnail designers, video editors, um, script writers, and like YouTube strategists, people that worked like to for like strategy and things like that, yeah. You got a script writer? Yeah. How does I, that work? I have all of those things and you still pass me in subs. <laughs> and you were solo. You're, you're getting there, bro. I know, you're getting it's to a million. It's coming. It's coming. Um, no, the script writer. So I've had a hard time finding good script writers, but what I, what I look for in script writers and what I have right now is someone that uh, does research and also uh, puts like my thoughts and like, like extrapolates the things I want them to extrapolate on in a script and then i'll look at it i'll read through it i'll understand it and then i'll make it my own so that's what i'll do like with bro the got writer. a ghostwriter i'm the man for that bro hire me please <laughs> <laughs> so it's not no no no. it's not like that like my videos are definitely my own uh -huh. like and all, everything i say like those are my ideas and stuff but i just hire someone to put all the words on paper and make it make sense because like maybe as as a script writer and a, as a storyteller maybe they'll know a better way to say this or a better time to say this or this like during the video like maybe mm -hmm. this will be better like it will flow better in this way and that's kind of what they do if that makes sense so you're basically like a pawn for like the <laughs> matrix and like i would say whatever they rook. tell you, you i'm a rook <laughs> yeah not a pawn i'm a rook i can uh, move more than just one square what about on twitter is that scripted you've been going pretty pretty ham on there no i've had to slow down on twitter i don't really <laughs> post on twitter crazy? i don't really why'd post you slow down i just i don't know i don't want to because i took a lot of like heat you know and i don't want to that's not what i want to be known as i don't want to be like andrew tate where i have like half of the armies against me and half of them like will die for me that's not what i want i just want to have um like an audience of people that like what i do and they tune in why did you decide to try it out you know you, you took some pretty crazy stances and are very outspoken which ones bro if i knew you from ig reels <laughs> it's like you hate fat people, you're misogynistic, <laughs> you're all this, blah, blah, blah. But I know it's a strategy. Like you try to say something slightly controversial, right? And then people come onto your YouTube and they see like the full perspective. Yeah. And so it's a net positive because I agree with your ideas. Like mm -hmm. I agree with what you stand for, but do you kind of regret making those controversial and taking on that strategy? No, I mean, I don't regret it because I, I learned from it. I learned, I go through it and I experience it and I learn from it. So I don't regret it. I just know like now I'm more wise to be careful about what I say and be careful about like what I'm going to put out there and how like the things I'm willing to do in order to go viral. I'm just going to be more careful about those things. So I don't regret it at all. I mean, it's life like everyone that hates me is going to die eventually. And like, so am I. So like, it doesn't matter, you know, like <laughs> none yeah. of it matters. It's it's not that it's not that big of a deal. But that's what sparked the H3 drama, right? That was yeah. 
Okay. Definitely. Like, I don't know why. You say misogynist. I don't know why. I've never said anything misogynist. <laughs> no, like, I, I don't even think the, the stuff you said. That's just first thing. That came that's to what mind. people say. Yeah. So, like, I and I don't hate fat people either. I just think that they should take care of themselves. <laughs> that's what I said. It actually came out of a place for love. Like, it would be better to say that I love fat people because I was like, hey, you guys should take care of yourselves because, I mean, I love you guys and I want you guys to experience a great life. And I know how it is to be overweight and I know how it is to not be overweight. And it's better not being overweight. And it feels great when you're not overweight if you had been overweight so it's like okay yeah i think i was just echoing like ethan's arguments from h3 which can we get into that if you want yeah sure let's do it comfortable so basically you just said like a couple things online uh that he disagreed with you hopped on the podcast or on his podcast you guys had a lot of contention it was a very contentious 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 podcast so thanks for sticking around i appreciate it i know it's getting contentious but i appreciate that we're having this conversation even you are so annoying to to argue with but that's what it feels like to you but i'm picking at your logical inconsistency it's crazy i don't i don't think that the like the human mind is supposed to be able to to comprehend and intake that level of hate and like hatred and dislike from other humans um but yeah, it was wild. After the podcast, because it was live, there were 70,000 people watching. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it would be like what we're doing now, uh-huh. and then you post it on YouTube, and it's like, whatever. That's what yeah. I thought. But no, it was live. Like I was like in the middle of the podcast. I'm like, yo, I got to take a piss. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, it was crazy. After that, I was my Twitter. You know how it's like 20 plus on the notifications? Yeah. I would click on the notifications. It'd go away. I'd wait like one or two seconds. It'd go back to 20 plus for like a couple hours it was like that and what were the tweets just hatred just pure evil hatred just saying the most terrible things crazy dms um people wishing that i would die uh people saying that i'm a pos people just hating me like into oblivion um for tons and tons of reasons and then occasionally you'd have some people that were like Hey, like, actually, I didn't agree with Ethan. I'm, like, a huge fan of him. There's a gay guy. who He's like, hey, man, I'm gay. I don't think, like, you're a homophobe. Like, actually, I agree with you on most of the things you said. And I was like, okay, cool. TJ, was that you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think it, his profile picture kind of did look like him, yeah. No way, it was me, bro. It had but, to have been you, bro. <laughs> yeah, cause I had to, yeah, definitely it messed me up because... Before that, I lived, and this is another thing that I got from it that I appreciate. Before that, I kind of lived in an echo chamber of positivity. Mm. I was on social media. All my fans really liked me. I was around people that agreed with me and all my ideas. And I didn't really have people that hated me or disagreed with me. So I wasn't expecting that. And once that happened, I, it was kind of like the first time that I had gotten a lot of hate. And I was like, okay okay, maybe not everyone actually agrees with me. Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of got humbled a little bit, which I appreciate and I like that um, because I feel like being humbled makes you stronger. W- what helped you get past it? Did you go back to the gym? Did you focus on yourself, your faith? I just had to take a break from YouTube. I just had to get off social media for a little bit. That's why I did for about six months. And I was like, I just wanted to kind of get away from the spotlight and just sit, be alone, kind of think. I've and, seen you take yeah. a few breaks. So, okay, so the first break I took was because I wanted to focus on business more and I wanted to get back into dropshipping, which I did. And that was a great break. And then I came back and then I took another one, but maybe the second one I took was, yeah, the second break I took was because I broke up with my ex-girlfriend and it happened at the same time. So I was just like, I'm not going to do YouTube. Like it's just broke up. I just got through a breakup, like a serious one. I like, I'm not going to sit here and make videos. So I took a break for a while. For that break, it feels like you came back a different man after that second one because i remember like you were out posting a lot of like partying content you come back like you found god yeah i um yeah i did i did (laughs) do you think that was kind of like because you were i was listening to a different podcast you were born uh into a christian family Mm -hmm. and then do you think you're uh you walking away from that was that just like teenage rebellion or did you genuinely develop like atheist beliefs no, I didn't I didn't develop atheist beliefs, but I grew up in a immigrant re- religious family and let's to put it lightly, like my parents didn't educate me from a place of rationality. It was more of like you have to do this because you have to do it. There's no reason why. So I didn't understand. Same thing with religion like you have to go to church. What if I don't want to? Well, you have to. Why? 
because I said so, because whatever. Anyway, you get the point. So when I was 17, I started to become my own man, mm. right? And I was like, I don't want to go to church. Ooh. I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm done just believing what you are telling me to believe. I'm going to just do what I want to do. And I remember sitting with like, it was at the kitchen table with my mom. And I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm not going to go to church anymore. And I'm going to do my own thing. And then I did. And I like, it wasn't a rebellion thing. It was just like a, hey, I'm sick of believing something that I don't believe. I just want to do what I want to do. So I, I stopped going to church and I just, I just kind of quit. And I did my own thing. And it's not like I became like a terrible person. Mm-hmm. I did whatever I wanted to do. Whatever a kid at 17 would want to do. Yeah. Well, what brought you back? To Christianity? Yeah. So the girl, my girlfriend. Because I always knew that I would come back. But I didn't know like when. I needed a reason. And then God used this girl to fish me back back to him so he used her and then um and then i came back so yeah through her wow that's awesome where'd you find this girl instagram (laughs) (laughs) not a church i swiped up on her dms no she she's a romanian girl she's in the community so we had a lot of mutual friends and i'd never seen her before I found her Instagram and I was like, what was the line? What was the line? <laughs> was it a story swipe up? It's got to be yeah, a story swipe, a story up, swipe or it's up. weird. I feel like it's the least awkward way to do yeah. it. So she had a, it was, you should get the heart shaped ones. Cause she posted a picture of sunglasses and there was like star okay. and then heart shaped sunglasses. She's like, which one should I get? And I, I gave her a friendly suggestion. I said, get the heart shaped ones. They look better. And then, and how did you close? And then like, she led me on for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't close anything. She, she played hard to get for a while. Until finally she's like, hey, like, you know, I see us as friends. And this was at a time when I was doing really well with girls. And I was like, what? I was like, all right, <laughs> I don't care. I was like, why didn't you tell me three months ago? Like, why'd you waste my time? I didn't say that. I thought it. I was like, okay, cool. I don't care. I actually like genuinely was like, all right, whatever. Bye. I stopped texting her. And then she started snapping me. And then I would leave her on open. Okay. And then she would snap me again and I, and I'd leave her on open. And then I got confused. I was like, bro, what do you want? <laughs> what do you like? Do you want to hang out or not? And then she's like, yeah, she just wanted to make sure I wasn't like every other guy looking for something that she didn't want to, you know, she wanted something serious. So that's why she was testing me. When is the free risk course dropping? <sighs> Never. Yeah, Never. it ain't gonna happen unless you got some wild affiliate links for <laughs> for Riz that I can do something with. But the Bluetooth affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, probably it's probably not gonna happen. I remember asking her like, "What is, you know, what are some traits you look for in your husband? Like, what is something that is important to you, like your morals?" And she's like, "Well, my husband has to be a man of God, and he has to be very Christian." And she told me this at a time where I was like, "I know I'm eventually gonna go back to it." I just don't know when. I never had a reason to. And I was like, got it. Was this like a first date conversation? No. This was like a, we were texting about this. She lived, we li- she lived out of state. So I didn't go on a d- first date with her for a while. Did you, she, she imported into here? You had her imported into here? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, bro, cut that out. That sounds, yeah, she came over here just I for you? I purchased her off Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> no, she lived out of state for like a year. And then she moved here. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything? Being Christian, being in a relationship that is set, I don't want to say for marriage, but uh, do you feel like you're missing out on anything being Christian? What am I missing out on? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. I don't That's know. That's just a common question that people have online. It's like, yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, missing out on like partying. I, I mean, I've done those things. It's not like a secret, but I every time I was doing them, I was like, I don't want to be doing this. (laughs) So like, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to get any FOMO when I'm not doing those things anymore. So I think we're on the same page here. It's just a lot of people have that in the back of their minds. Oh, I can't do this right now because it's going to take away from me going out. (laughs) Are you guys all Christian? Yeah. What denomination? Uh, Non-denominational for the most part. Same. Interesting. When did you, have you always been or did you come to it as well? Like, did you have Well, I was born in a Christian family, but I think when I was like, 16 uh, yeah around 16 17 i kind of like found it and built up a real relationship mm-hmm. um not just based on my parents and i think when i started making money that's what really like brought me into it into Cause, christianity yeah because you kind of realize that like okay i made this money but it doesn't really mean anything like, at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's it gives you this perspective and you start thinking deeper once you 
once you've taken care of your basic needs, I feel like you start going up the, is it Laszlo's hierarchy? Something, but you start thinking about like these yeah. deeper things. And once I started doing that, that's kind of what really like, okay, wow, that's, this is the true meaning, mm -hmm. at least for me. It's interesting. So you never had like a wild phase where you went out and did bad things? I've done bad things. I mean, all have fallen short Everyone's of the glory sinful. of God. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't anything too crazy. I didn't really get into any hard drugs or anything like that. Like yourself, you know. I, know I didn't. Hey, hey, hold on. Hold big on. crackhead. <laughs> Did you see Andrew Huberman? He just started coming out about how he believes in God. Oh, no way. It's so, that's so sick to see. Like, because whenever you see like a very, very intelligent scientist, like those types of people, and they have a strong faith, you're like, yes. You're like, good. But yeah, he, he and bro, he's jacked. There's there's a video he posted with someone else where they he carried a, a giant boulder up a mountain, bro. Andrew is jacked, like he's huge, he's huge, and he's lean too, and he's like bro's handsome, bro. <laughs> legit, like he's he's freaking my inspiration. I want to be like that. He's got to be on test though. You think? Like, you think bro, so? Forty eight and looking that good. Maybe he knows something about biology that we, nah, we haven't talked into. No way. There's no way. It's got to <laughs> be. It's that be. ginger root juice that he drinks every morning. It's or the morning. Sunlight exposure. Athletic greens. That's what it is. <laughs> I heard you got like a 1998 Honda. <laughs> Dude. So why did I get that? Um, no, I got that for reasons I cannot discuss on this podcast. Is really. it like a security thing? Uh, no. No. I no. know Iman is like taking his security so insanely serious. Have you had issues with that? No. Like, do you uh, get okay. recognized? Every day. Like every day. Yeah. Every time I go out, usually I'll get recognized. It's usually pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. That's what confuses me. Like, I see all this crazy security, but whenever I've had interactions, it's usually people who are also, like, the people that recognize me, they watch the videos. So, mm -hmm. it's people who are into business. They appreciate and share the same kind of s sense of humor. Yeah. So, it feels like I'm running into one of the boys. Yeah. It's like, I've never had issues with that. Have you ever had any uh, weird people that you ran into where you're like, all right, like, I kind of don't want to talk to you anymore? Weird? Yeah not really really i ran into someone that tried to like like follow me and like try to like get like integrate themselves in my like plans for the day and i was like look bro <laughs> i was like i gotta do my own thing you know you i just felt said bad that straightforward N yeah in a nice way like in a r really nice way but yeah I, I i definitely ran into like one or two definitely some interesting people some weird people <laughs> man you're you're straightforward about it iman has a signal that he does <laughs> What's a signal? <laughs> yeah, it's like his security come over. And, and you have a large jacked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man. All right, we got to run, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, maybe you're just not big enough. <laughs> I mean, I get recognized everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I, that's, I'm not trying to diss you or anything. I'm just curious because he has such a big, it's like entourage, everything. Is, is that part of the brand probably, you know? I think so. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, like a, yeah, like yeah. a brand. Benefit of the doubt, though, he, he lives in Dubai, London. We're more secluded you yeah, know we're not true. in la or anything so maybe that's part of yeah, it yeah maybe i mean scottsdale's a pretty safe area yeah how do you plan on evolving like your content because the thing with youtube is if you're not evolving and if you're not like ahead of the curve if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again you're gonna die off yeah like so do you have any plans of like which direction you want to move into yeah so i'm really only gonna make videos about things that i'm really interested in so like I was telling you guys before, last night I filmed a two-hour video, which is by far the longest video I've ever filmed. And this one was about macroeconomics, world orders, how America's declining in, in power, how the value of the dollar is declining, inflation, what's going to happen, how to protect yourself. These are all things that I'm interested in, so I made a really long video. I think the video will be like an hour and 20 minutes long when I post it. How, how do you prepare yourself? Because I'm not going to lie, it feels like... The world is almost ending, bro. Like all these wars, yeah. all this crazy stuff. Even like I, I like to think I'm fairly rational, but even I had to go and like get some prepper supplies. Yeah, I got some like oh, propane. bro, I got a little flashlight. A rational person would do that. Um, you got a flashlight? <laughs> Good. Get the windy one. <laughs> um, so you should watch the video first of all because okay. it's great. But I, I'll give you a little bit. I think that for your level, I don't know how much money you have. I don't know what your like net worth is. Um, I'm going to assume it's more than a few hundred grand, probably a few million dollars, probably more than that. I don't know. But I would diversify heavily. Um, and you do have property, right? Mm -hmm. You have fixed rate mortgages. I do. Okay. So you have real estate and you have a debt in US dollars, a fixed rate debt for like 30 years, 29 years or whatever. That's good. That's already a hedge because that debt is going to become 
way easier to pay back when inflation in 10 years when inflation is way crazier. Um, so that's good. You also want to buy like commodities like gold and silver and have it physical. I have gold like in my possession, but I also have gold in Switzerland. Where is it? <laughs> it's in Switzerland. <laughs> it's uh, segregated, uh -huh. allocated and segregated. So I have like a little, literally a little box that says George U and I have gold. In, in Switzerland? Switzerland? Yeah. How do you know that's real? Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. I I'm sure it it's is. a trusted source. No, it's, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a very popular. Switzerland gold for free. <laughs> <laughs> the streets have been talking. People are saying you want to get some online motion and dropshipping very well might be your best option for doing so, especially if you're starting from scratch. That's where AutoDS comes in, the sponsor of today's episode. Oh, but I don't know what to sell. I don't know what's currently popping. Boom. AutoDS has a winning product research tool that's very in-depth. All kinds of data at your disposal from the company that's actually responsible for fulfilling these e-commerce orders. They know what's selling because they're responsible for getting these orders to customers. Nah, but I don't have a website set up. That's going to take too long. AutoDS can generate an AI pre-built e-com store for you with just a few clicks. You just choose what niche you wanted it. Oh, all right, but how am I going to find winning advertisements? How am I going to know what's currently working for ads? I'm glad you asked. AutoDS has a TikTok ad spy tool which you can use to research the advertisements that are currently working for the products that you find in their winning product research tool. And once the orders start pouring in, you can use AutoDS. You can set it up to fulfill all of these orders with shipping times as well as like two to three business days on some of the products. And best of all, you can get started today with a free trial link in the description. No, but doing that and um, having some cash reserves and yeah, a bunch of things, but just being diversified so that... Are you smoking crypto or NFTs? Oh yeah, still? I have tons of crypto. Yeah, <laughs> I have tons of crypto. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. That's another a thing that I would definitely buy as well. And being diversified in crypto as well, having like obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum as most of it, and then having like a part of your bag, maybe 10 or 15% for like meme coins and like super high risk, super high rewards type stuff. Is that financial advice? None of this is financial <laughs> advice. What about when it comes to spending? Are you frugal? No, I mean, I spend money on cars. That's probably the worst thing. I, I'm trying to be better about that. I just sold my Lamborghini. So this is the first time I said that. No uh, one knows that, actually. But I so sold now you're a 20-year-old with no Lambo? I have a McLaren still. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, if you're a guy in your 20s and you don't have a Lamborghini, you should actually sit down and have like a serious discussion with yourself. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's crazy, dude. It's so, it's so sad. <laughs> you got to um, think about your life, man. I know, dude. I got to figure it out. But I'm trying to spend less money on cars. So now I just have the McLaren in the S class. <laughs> Poor um, thing. <laughs> but I like, I like cars. So it's like, hey, it's like the only thing I spend money on. I don't really buy like expensive clothes like i wear the same clothes pretty much every day uh, i have a few watches that are expensive but other than that i don't go like shopping but even the cars for you it's like branding you know so yeah even that. none of it is like really stupid like nothing i do is like really really bad decisions like i'm not buying like the like a hundred thousand dollar iced out chain that i'm never gonna sell for more than 15 grand like most of the stuff is like somewhat rational have you noticed like a shift it seems like in the past the Graham Stephan mindset of like, you gotta be frugal, you gotta buy the duplex, you gotta go that route. And now it seems like when you go on Twitter, when you go on YouTube, it is kind of shifted over to a spender type of situation. Is that just my algorithm? It's like, a, it's like a high, it's like a high testosterone, just like spend it, you'll make it back type of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no, I get some of that stuff too. I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of the Graham Stephan and like the brute de force. Cause they're like on opposites. Do you know who what, Brute is? Who is that? Okay, so like if you were if you were to have a guy that just like spends everything that he gets mm. and he's like whatever, like we ball, we'll make it back. <laughs> um, I'm like in the middle because we're all young and we all make money and you want to spend that money and enjoy it because the the youthful years these are like some of the best years of our life, just mm -hmm. years that we're gonna look back and wish we got to spend well and you know whatever. Um, We'll never be as young and as good looking and have as much energy as we do now. So like, yeah, spend money, like have fun, have a good time, but also don't ruin your future. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the middle. So like, obviously, I mean, I have a McLaren and like I travel and I, I do whatever I want to do, but I'm just like not trying to be crazy about it. And I'm also trying to invest and be smart because I mean, I have a family. I want to get married. I want to have a lot of kids. I want to take care of my mom and my brothers and my sisters and my nieces. I have like 80 cousins. So like, I'm trying to be well. smart. Why do you want so many kids? Why not, bro? What else are you going to do? 
What are you going to do guess. if you don't have I kids? I feel that, but I don't know. I don't know about having a big family because... Why I do you hate kids? <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I hate kids is... <laughs> now, I think part of me is like, I don't want to force someone into the world. And then I force them into the world, and now they have to fight for themselves and survive and work. That's and do great. All this. It's fun. Yeah, I guess. No, I definitely want a few kids, but I don't do know. Do you hate your life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate my life, but it's 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 a grind. Like, Why do you, you look know? at it as forcing? It's a it's a blessing to be alive. There's a lot of negative things that in life and there's a lot of beauty in life as well. And your life can be very negative or it can be very beautiful if you focus on one or the other, mm-hmm. but you can make it whatever you want to make it. And I prefer to be in the middle and I prefer to like have the perspective of seeing both. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have kids like they don't, you know, you don't ha- you can teach them with a good perspective right. and be like life is so beautiful there's so many things you can experience and and so many things you can do and feel and like the ecstasy of you having your own marriage and your own family mm-hmm. one day and like all of those things like it's beautiful and it's, it's worth it it's i i think that when you're on your deathbed you're going to look back and you're going to be like that was sick <laughs> that was that was dope like that was a good time and then like all right i'm out yeah i mean i definitely think if you have no kids like you're gonna regret that when you're older but as far as having a ton of kids, like I see some of these takes online where, oh, I want to have a ton of kids for legacy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand the legacy part of it because I feel like when you die, it's like, okay, maybe they'll remember you for another generation, maybe two. But yeah, eventually you're gone. Is legacy a part of it for you? No, not re- I mean, not really. I said, there's a clip where I said that. So pe- I already know people are going to clip me. Oh, you said it's for the legacy. I want a legacy. Um, no, it's not really about that. It's just like, it sounds very, very exciting to me to go home and to have seven kids and then to just have seven of them and like they're all doing different things and to watch them grow up to watch them go through life to watch them drive for the first time to watch them like experience love for the first time is your girl though you want like a ton of kids what's a ton of kids first of all i heard seven and i think i heard you say ten or so what's a ton to you that's for i think seven is a lot of kids it's a lot i'm more in like the three camp three to four that's good that's a good family yeah. You have like, you can fit, you can get an SUV and you can do three <laughs> or four kids you know, with the extended back seats. When you get seven, you need to start getting like vans. You need to get like the minivans, like the Mercedes Sprinter yeah. vans. <laughs> yeah, it gets tough. Um, I want to have like four or five of my own mm-hmm. and I want to adopt a few. Why is that? I want to give those children like a golden ticket, essentially, because I'm going to love them so much. They're going to have any resources that they need. I'm going to educate them and I'm going to care for them. And I feel like I'm going to be able to provide a childhood and a life for them that a lot of people wouldn't. And it's a good one. Like it's a great life. And I just want to give that to someone that is in an, is in an unfortunate position. So that's one reason. The second reason is because we want more kids, but we don't, I don't want to make my wife go through it that many times. And the third reason is because I want to adopt one from different races and I'm going to solve racism. (laughs) it's gonna be a crazy clip clip, bro you're going on h3 again (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna i want to adopt oh no (laughs) i actually want to adopt a black baby and my girlfriend wants an asian baby okay we're we're not gonna treat them differently or anything Mm -hmm. but i just think i want to prove that if given the same love and if given the same resources these races can do anything and Mm -hmm. be great at anything in the world maybe that's already proven but i just want to like kind of do like my own little experiment maybe i'm crazy it's very interesting i think some people are going to think it's crazy but it seems like something you've thought about you know it's not something you just came up with right now yeah i mean i probably thought about it for like a total of like 15 minutes but but, all right you got me (laughs) we'll see what happens i've 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 said i've thought like i've had this thought in my mind for like a year or two so i don't know seems like you have good intentions behind it I mean, no solving racism very bad intentions <laughs> <laughs> very very wrong intentions <laughs> no, but it seems like you're getting pretty serious about the family thing if you do get married if uh if and when do you think you'd have a big wedding no like are you balling out on the wedding no, really? i don't think so i think my wedding will be in italy and it will be <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> but it's not gonna be big i think like it'll be just like family very mm-hmm. close family and very close friends and that's it because yeah, i see that i see like People just going into debt, people balling out. I think that's stupid. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, the more the more a couple spends on their wedding, the higher the probability of them getting divorced. Is I that, saw that. Mm-hmm. Is that real? That. Yeah. 
TJ yeah. pulled that up. Yeah, I talked to my <laughs> I talked to my girlfriend about that, and I was like, "Why do you think that is?" And she gave me an answer. I don't remember what it was, but I wonder what. Do you, why do you think that is? I'm curious. I think it's probably just you're not doing it out of love. It's more, oh, we need a family. Or, uh, we need our family to experience this. This is for our family. This is for not just us two coming together. It's more for other people or ourselves. Yeah. In a way, I think if you truly love someone and you recognize the act that you guys are both doing, which is like, hey, we're coming together and committing to each other for the rest of time. We're becoming one. I think that that is so important and so large that nothing else should even come close in importance. So like if you care about your dress and the designer that made it and all of these things and the flowers and, and the the image and like the status and the whole perception of the whole wedding about making it a big thing, I feel like you're not as focused on what you guys are actually there to do. How do you know that your girlfriend isn't with you because you're rich and famous? So there's a, there's something I can say about that that I wouldn't want to say on here, but I can tell you guys after. Um, rich and famous. <laughs> rich, famous, and handsome. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, we don't live that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We don't live like that rich, famous lifestyle whatsoever. And... I made it clear to her that that's not like what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to live that crazy life. Um, we could be living way crazier, but we're like, I like people thinking that I'm less wealthy than I am. I like people, you know, see these new balances, bro, bro. Those are friends. When we walk around with these, you don't know like what you're going to get, you know? So that's, and you you got the vans. You know what I'm talking about? A little bit. So I don't know. I just, I made it pretty clear that that's not the life we're going to live. And okay. if she has a problem with it, like, and I told her, I'm like, look, I'm not testing you. Like, this is not what we're going to do. And she's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about anything. I just want to be with you. And I don't blame her. I'm a great guy. <laughs> I don't blame <laughs> her. But no, you never know. I mean, deep down, she could have some part of her could be like, you know, after me for that. But, but I mean, I'm sure even if it is, it doesn't have to be from a evil perspective. Like every girl wants security. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're if you're not doing anything if you're out of shape and you want to blame girls for not being with you it's like well they're not gold diggers they just want somebody who's actually doing something with their life yeah i mean i think it's kind of like stupid when if you make good money if you're like hard working and you make money and you're successful as a man i think it'd be kind of ridiculous to be like oh like a girl likes me because i'm hard working and make a lot of money like yeah <laughs> probably like that's that's a good trait that's what they look for in men um that's a good sign so like if she likes you partially, it, does, it shouldn't be the only thing, but if she partially likes you for that reason, then that's not a red flag, in my opinion. It's a red flag if she's, like, asking you to, to you know, buy her Chanel bags and Van Cleef bracelets and, like, travel and go on holidays, and when she gets upset when you don't do those things, like, that's a red flag, yeah. But Or if she wants, like, a $100,000 diamond ring, like, okay. But, like, you can recognize that. You're not, you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. Are you happy? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to dig in deeper into that? If you want, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty happy guy. Do you live a crazy life? You know, so, some people I've seen that perspective where we're so wealthy, successful, but you have a crazy life, and that's there's no peace in it. Um, do you experience that at all, or you just keep it very low key? Do your work, go home. I mean, you guys probably saw like that crazy run on social media. And that was like very unlike me. Most of the time I'm just, I like to just be chill. Like I like to sit, sit down with friends like we're doing here, except you guys aren't my friends, not yet. <laughs> you guys don't wanna hang out with me. We'll get there one day. <laughs> uh, and just like laugh, make jokes, but just see, do whatever. The other side of that is heavy is the head that wears the crown. Is yeah, that a, is that a I've tweeted that. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow, so like it's not even just about all of that. It's also about like the stress of it. You know, does I know some people will say that they don't, even though they're rich, but because of the stress and because of like the demanding lifestyle, that's why like they're not happy. Do you feel like the demanding lifestyle? What demanding. Do you mean the demanding lifestyle? Yeah, like the grind of it. I mean, no, bro, because I don't have to do anything. I every like everything that I wake up and do, I choose to do. I don't have to do it. If I stopped working today and I did nothing, I would be set for the rest of my life. I would still probably be worth a hundred million dollars if I just invested my money and if I was just smart with it. I don't have to work, but I, I choose to work because it's fun. Like it's, I enjoy it. It's cool to go through life and, and to work hard and to do things. And what else am I gonna do? Like, am I gonna sit down and play Fortnite all day? I don't, I'm not interested in that. Like it doesn't sound 
fun for me. It sounds more fun for me to work, make better videos, to impact more people, to make more money, and to just make like a bigger impact on the world. That's just more fun. Like it's just more fun. I'm sure you can understand that, right? Yeah, I don't think I'll, I would be able to ever retire. Yeah, like, it's like, what do you do? What are you gonna do? You know, it's not like as fun. I think it's even when you get older, like you gotta have something. Cause if you just retire and you have nothing to do, that's how I feel like you get, start getting dementia. You start, I think old a, fast. Yeah, I think there's a statistic where if you don't work in retirement, you're gonna die quicker. Really? Maybe I just made that up. I don't you know. You might have made that up. <laughs> bro size. <laughs> Source, trust me, bro. Yeah. It but I mean, would believe that. I believe it. <laughs> there you go. You I'm see down. it, though, with older people. Yeah. The people that are stagnant, don't do much, just they get old so fast. But the people that are active, they go out on jobs. Sharp. Do you have health insurance? I have to get health insurance. You want to have health it's insurance? It's on my to-do list. Bro, I think it's the period right now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's an open enrollment. <laughs> yeah, bro. I wonder how many entrepreneurs online don't have health insurance. Yeah, you need health insurance. I have dental insurance, insurance for all my cars. I've come a long way. <laughs> there you go. You didn't have insurance on your cars? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's illegal. Who's the coolest person you've ever, you've ever met? B. Hazza. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're more chill than I would have expected. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean that you are more calm than I would have expected you to be. You're like more like laid back. Because on YouTube, you're like, you're like a spider What's monkey. What's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> So I didn't expect you to be as chill, which is fine. I didn't know you were chill like that. That's fine. <laughs> um, who's, the, who's the coolest person? I don't know, dude. Everyone is unique in their own way. You know, I feel like you're asking a dad, which kid do you love the most? <laughs> um, I, I think I, I appreciate different things about different people. Like there isn't one person that stands out. I really like Jordan Welch. I, uh, I really like him. I wish I had more time to talk to him. I met him in Breckenridge last year. We went snowboarding and then he flew out here to do a video with me. And we never got enough like time to just sit down and talk. Um, he's really cool. Who else have I met? What about Andrew Tate? Uh, Andrew Tate is very nice. He's he's like a very he has a lot of energy. I'm very very jealous of how well he can speak and how well he can articulate himself. I I definitely look up to him in that way. Where'd you meet him? London. London. Yeah. Okay. Did you Who meet else? Tristan too? Huh? Tristan Tate. <laughs> Tristan? I didn't meet Tristan. Big Tate fan over there. <laughs> Are you a big Tate fan? Tom G, uh, Tom G. Uh, I mean, you, you made a, a hit piece on Tate, didn't you? You made a video <laughs> against him. How is it a hit piece, though? <laughs> I just saw the thumbnail, bro. The right. same way I'm a misogynist, that's what I just did to you. <laughs> How does Tate it feel? hater? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, don't, I just disagree with some of the things he's done. I disagree with some of his takes, but I do respect that he's broke. Promoting. You're broke. <laughs> Brokey. <laughs> I do respect like that he stands for traditional masculinity and you know men bettering themselves. If that's what it takes you to get better, then I'm okay with Tate being that for you. But I feel like a lot of the people in the Tate, in the real world, the Tate course, they're almost like idolizing him. And at the end of the day, he's just selling a course, man. He's a marketer. Like he'll get into these crazy stuff and shape it and all these like make it seem so serious and so matrixy, but he's a marketer. Mm -hmm. But I do respect that, again, you know, he he does push a somewhat good message, especially now. I know in the past it was a little too crazy, but I also don't know if, like, I respect the things he did to get where he is today. Like the cam girl? Yeah. Operation? And it's like he was deceiving women and manipulating them, according to his course page, to come on to his agency and create adult content. And these are women who weren't previously in that industry. I feel like that's just so vile. Yeah. But his argument against that is that they're making more money than ever. And they, ha they were poor. And now that. But it's not about the family. Money. It's like it's about the principle that he took these. So do you think they're better off now that they're making money? So I'm just saying that's his point. So your perspective is that he's doing something wrong. But from his perspective, he's like, I actually helped them. It's not in the most ideal way that they got there. But there are they are better off now than they were before. We might have to get some of those girls on the pod and. Ask them how they feel. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an opinion on anything. Really? Though. I don't care. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Ever since I got flamed, I don't. I don't have opinions. <laughs> no anymore. more opinions. <laughs> I don't have opinions. <laughs> you met Graham Stephan too, right? Oh yeah, Graham Stephan's cool. Um, you went on his podcast. Yeah, that was bro. I was so nervous for that. It was really? like insane because I was also younger. What, but wasn't that recent? Nah, what do you mean? That, that was like like a few months ago. That was years ago, bro. That was like 2019, maybe. That was oh, were early. you one of the first guests on there? I wasn't one of the first, like but first dozen. Yeah, first, yeah, 
I remember seeing you on there, and I was like, huh, why didn't he invite me? Because I've known him before you. But I'm weren't you kind of out of the game at that point? No, I think I was posting. I mean, if I had that thought, I was probably somewhat relevant. Mm-hmm. I, but I met Graham. Dude, funny story. I, I met Graham when he had 8,000 subs. Wow. Yeah, and I went out to L.A. because he was posting real estate videos. And that's why I got into real estate, because of him. And uh, I went out, and I was like, bro, let me buy you, like, a lunch. I drove all the way out there just to meet him. And I met him out was there. Was it worth it? Yeah. I bought, we went to uh, Sunset Mel's, Mel's Diner in LA. Very, like, Mel's Diner on Sunset Boulevard, I think. 500K or dinner with Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I would pick neither. Read yeah. the Bible. <laughs> Read the Bible. <laughs> Find God. <laughs> 500K or dinner with Andrew Tate? I would take 500K. I think that's a I would take 500K question. over dinner with anyone. But that's yeah. me. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone else. 500k is a lot of money, dude. All right, TJ, 500k or dinner with Andrew Tate? Dinner with Andrew Tate, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> Over 500k? <You're> <laughs> no. Dang. I think trolling. he's joking. There's <laughs> no way. Trolling. So, would you pay 500k to Andrew Tate to have dinner with him? If I had 500k, you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would do that. Um, don't lie. Uh, if it was Tristan and Andrew, <laughs> oh, okay. I, so I hold on, we're hold talking. I think hold I your horses, man. <laughs> uh, did you see the Sigma Financial video we made on you? The Sigma Financial? No. I feel like you might have commented on it. No. Did you? What did you guys do? It was like we were doing this project. Separate challenge. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to do a faceless YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About you. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Can I have that channel? Are you gonna use it? <laughs> That's DJ's now. Really? How, how much you want for it, bro? So, how did you guys? Did you send traffic from your main channel to that one? No, it, at first it was all organic. Cause like once the video dropped, obviously like the traffic came in. But before that, we actually started it up from scratch and like it popped off. So I yeah. guess that goes to show it's still possible mm-hmm. to start up on YouTube. I want to start a faceless channel. That's going to really? be my next project. Yeah, I want to have a really, really high quality faceless channel. So I'm looking for talent and people that have experience in that. Can Delvin you explain bro. what that is? Tap it. I'm not sure if everybody. <laughs> a faceless channel? Yeah. Uh, just a YouTube channel that posts content around whatever without showing my face, no personal brand. And you want to automate that? And like I want to, yeah, I want to basically create a cash cow out of it, mm-hmm. but I also want to make really, really, really great videos. Obviously my intention is financial gain, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I also want to make really, really great videos. Cause I feel like there's a huge opportunity in YouTube to make really, really great videos. Not a lot of people are doing it. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of channels that do deep and heavy research and provide a lot of facts, a lot of context and both sides, both perspectives to like a certain topic. Um, and I feel like there's a huge opportunity for channels to come in and do that and really, really just like properly educate people on a certain topic. And I want to do that. I want to do that. Are you going to do the finance niche? Yeah. I want to start in finance, but also like economics and superpowers and just all of, like all of that things like the video I just mentioned is a video that I would have made for the other channel okay but I'm also gonna post it on my channel because but don't you feel like your main channel is a better opportunity and like your focus should be fully uh, fully on that like why yeah. split that tension I've already come pretty far but mm. I don't know if I can just stop posting videos of my face and just like turn it into a faceless channel Right, but why not just like continue doing the face videos on your main channel, and then doing the other videos as well, or just focusing on just yeah, the main channel, just not even doing the faceless, because like that's already a great way to make money off YouTube. Because YouTube is such a great business, and you can make so much money off of it. But I I want to make money from it without tying my face to it as mm. well. I want to get to that because, like you said, when I'm getting older, as I get older, I don't want to always make videos and like make videos while I'm married you know i'm just kidding <laughs> make videos like while i have kids and like while i'm like 30 or 40 years you're old. scared you're not gonna look as handsome i'm probably gonna be more handsome andrew huberman method huh yeah you hopping on test i'm for probably sure. gonna be more handsome when i'm older but well men peak at like 35 or something so yeah andrew and Tate. my <laughs> father my father has a full head of hair still and oh, he's 55 bro. and he has no gray hairs perfect hair no receding hairline no nothing so like this isn't going away you don't need the faceless you're good because <laughs> i'm getting up there i'm starting to get worried bro <laughs> i know i saw some bald spots up in here bro i'm just kidding <laughs> that's why you never see the back of my head on <laughs> it's just blank back there you just have well, if you did start balding would you go to turkey hair transplant or it's not that serious for you i wouldn't start balding 
But if you were, dude, even my grandpa had like a full head of hair. He's never even thought about it, bro. That's wrong. Crazy, wrong. Bro. It's one. It's like it's like asking me like, what's it like being five six? Like I don't know. <laughs> I've never been down there. You know, I don't know what it smells like over there. <laughs> full head of hair, over six. Yeah, I mean, bro. But to be all right. So look, not everyone's perfect. Like I have my own flaws. I have dandruff, bro. Like I have psoriasis. There you go. First time I I opened up about it. So that sucks. And also, uh, I <laughs> never mind. How that. <laughs> <laughs> you look down when you said that, bro. What was well, <laughs> so this is so petty, uh-huh. but like, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Really? I'll share an insecurity and you tell right, me. You and then okay. I'll, maybe I'll go and start. Maybe this will motivate somebody. I was born with something called pectus carantum. Yeah, I, know or is, I know there's an excavatum where it's like, there's a hole in your chest. I have the opposite where one side of my chest is bigger. Mm. And so I don't know if you can. It's hard to tell now because I've like actively tried to build up my chest and put on muscle to grow that. But like growing up, that was such a huge like insecurity for me. Like I wouldn't wear, I kind of wouldn't even want to wear shirts because you can see that, and it's like a protrusion. Yeah. So that's why you always wear hoodies. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that stuck around. Um, No. The the thing for me is I the way my body stores fat. I feel mm-hmm. like the last place I lose fat is on my stomach and I really like can it's really hard for me to get abs uh-huh. like I'll, I'll look lean in my arms and in my chest and stuff and my legs are super lean like you mm-hmm. can see the striations in my legs but I'll still have fat here and it will like cover up my abs and it's like I don't want to be too lean because I won't even enjoy life anymore uh-huh. so I kind of have to live with that so that's another thing but I feel like that's that not the worst thing in the world because for me I think if I start getting even like I put on a few pounds my face starts getting chubby yeah and I feel like I'd rather be able to hide it yeah than true true you were a little chunky growing up right well when i was 19 i was like 210 pounds almost i go i'm like you know those people that can't gain weight like they have to eat so much that's me like i can't that's you i'm i'm the complete opposite like i can gain weight really fast and i can also lose weight really fast but it's hard for me to just like stay stable like i'm always moving up and down it's like right now i'm like 178 as i'm speaking i got down when i was lean did you ever see those pictures on twitter when i was like cutting the thirst traps Huh? The thirst straps? Yeah. So yeah. I was like 170 there. Wow. And yeah. So and I, you're what, I, like 6'2", 6'3"? Fluctuate a lot. No, I'm six, six and half an inch. Six foot, okay. half an inch. You can claim 6'1". Mm. Okay, 6'1". <laughs> I know you're doing a lot of like combat sports training. Yeah, I did Muay Thai last night. Do you want to so get into sore. YouTube boxing? No, dude. Please Why not? No. Why not? I Call just, someone out, bro. Come on. I don't want to do that. I just don't want to do it. Really? I'd be down to spar with, like, I'd be down to spar you guys. Let's go bodies. Yeah. Parking lot. <laughs> Let's go get some gloves. We'll do it in a ring. Um, I'd be down to do that, but I don't really have an interest in being, like, doing all that, you know, being, like, in the spotlight. And I just don't want to do it. Is there a price that you would do it for? How big of a bag? Like, maybe $10 million? Bro, come on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, that's, like, real fighters don't go for that real fighters don't fight for that real fighters fight for 50 grand um why did you stop doing youtube you're you haven't posted in a while right you're only posting like every couple months yeah and that's the thing like i didn't necessarily stop doing youtube it's more of i stopped forcing youtube and like i stopped trying to do it consistently like trying to force out and create something where there isn't anything to create you know, just Dude, I've always admired and appreciated how much effort you put into making your videos. It's a grind. Because I would see your videos and I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that. Because that's crazy. Like starting a whole new business, going and moving, like power washing people's garages, making flyers and stuff. It makes for great content, but I'm like, I would never do that. That's like just, it and seems like a, a lot. It got to a point where like I'm starting up, genuinely starting up a new business just to create a YouTube video. Yeah. And like you have to do that every week. <laughs> yeah, like, it got too crazy. And I guess you're getting paid really well for it. What was your CPM, or what is your CPM? CPM? It was high. I mean, I don't know on the top of my head, but especially for like the dropshipping stuff, it's insane. Like yeah. you're getting 50, 60 bucks CPMs. Yeah. Would you say like YouTube has been a a big reason for your success, like a big help in your journey? Yeah, huge. I mean, just I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna lie. The income from YouTube is insane. <laughs> like just the the ad the adsense alone is a good do you share that number uh yeah i can share it i think like the biggest month i ever had with the adsense was around 70 grand and that's from adsense alone you know which is pretty crazy i think that was during like the era when finance was really popping 
and being in the finance space and getting those CPMs to get 70 grand in a month with the views that I was pulling, which they weren't insane views, but you know, because you're in the finance space, they got pretty crazy. And then you add in brand deals on top of that, you add in the course, it's it's good money. <laughs> do you want to take some TJ questions? He's like, what do you think about Andrew Tate? <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> do go. Do you think Andrew Tate is hot? <laughs> I'm pretty young, I'm, I'm 18. Um, how old are you again? I'm 24, 24. almost 25. So you're, you're up there, <laughs> but- Thanks bro, um, <laughs> pushing 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm so getting one foot in the grave. If you can go six years back, if you can go back to 18, like, is there anything you would do differently or like what advice would you give to an 18 year old? I think you should sit down and think about it and figure out what you want to do in life and why, what you care about. And then kind of like picture yourself in the future and, and like imagine what you would like to be and what you would not like to be. You know, maybe start by defining what you don't want to do, what you don't want your life to look like. And then from there, cause that might be easier. Yeah. Figure out what you do want your life to look like and then work your way backward and be like, how do I get to the life that I do want to have? And then start like, start like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good thing to do as an 18 year old. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. I just realized that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Go do like a, go to like Costa Rica. I think they have ayahuasca. Maybe you can get into some of that. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we know a lot about Costa Rica. That's some Rita. Luke Belmar advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a crazy.